Let me close Facebook. Yeah, Tori, get off Facebook. I didn't want to. I didn't want to get on my phone and check Messenger and stuff. I, it was all for a reason. Ah. I um, like ET. <laughs> there's gonna be a crazy winter storm over the next few days in Seattle. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. So it's supposed to snow like Saturday and then Monday, and maybe Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. Hmm. Um, and our Michigan tomorrow. friend is gonna laugh when they hear that. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> But Seattle, like, Seattle's, like, a lot like North Texas. It doesn't have any of the equipment. Right. Oh, yeah. So, like, the whole city shuts down. But also, it's very hilly. Oh, yeah, so, it is. So, like, you it's can't not flat like go Texas, anywhere. Yeah. yeah. You can't even try to go anywhere. Oh, it's a terrible deep. idea. Yeah. Are you prepared? Uh, no, that's have what I have to do after this, is I need to go fill up my car and park it not on the hill that it's on and mm. get some food. Grace is going to come out one day and her car is just going to be gone. Where did it go? Slid down the hill. Yeah. Hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Fingers crossed that actually doesn't happen. <laughs> Hurt. Yeah, no, we uh, in Texas went from like 70 degrees to... 40? 40. 40 degrees, the I think, high? In, like, in like two hours. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We had a really gnarly storm last night that brought in a pretty gnarly cold front and it dropped mm. us like 30 degrees that storm so. scared the <laughs> shit out of me i wo- like it woke me up in the middle of the night and i was like what the hell was that and then thunder and lightning right. happened so yeah like, oh there's that cold front we were promised yep <clears throat> so it's here <laughs> but no snow everything's just in the 40s Ew. i have a piece of broccoli stuck in my teeth oh it's gonna bother me the entire time it's okay we can't see it <laughs> too late <laughs> It's either a piece of broccoli or a piece of chicken. Okay. Stereotypical. It's Chinese. It's orange chicken. Sure it is. <laughs> it's Chinese orange chicken. That's. That's. Eep. Whatever. I made teriyaki today. Boo. Not today, but I made teriyaki for lunch this weekend. That was good. We can start anytime. Okay. We've now covered weather and food. <laughs> you were supposed to start twenty-one minutes ago. <laughs> That's also true. Welcome to another episode of Disney Versus, where our teeth and ambitions are bared. (laughs) This is the podcast where we have animated discussions about animated movies. I'm Tori. I'm Grace. I'm Heather. If you're new to the show, welcome. What we've done for the past 46 episodes is Hmm. taken 64 Disney and Pixar movies. We've ranked them in a March Madness-style bracket, and we talk about and eliminate them until we have a true winner. We are so far into this. We are. We are very. The end is nigh. We're almost to the end. It's weird to think about. Mm Mm-hmm. You mean, I, I don't know how to reference end game in here but end game <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> heather that's why you leave this we're in the end game now there this is go. why heather so... doesn't do the opening joke yeah exactly <laughs> it takes me a couple of tries this is why i do all the corny setups <laughs> after this we only got four movies left yep got a little bit of news i'm gonna go in reverse of what i have written down 
So uh, the Annie Awards, as we previously discussed the nominations a couple episodes, the Annie Awards were announced, I think it was a couple days ago. The Incredibles 2 won Outstanding Storyboarding and Outstanding Music, and Ralph Breaks the Internet won Outstanding Animated Effects. Yep. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse won everything else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As expected. Yeah, dude. I mean... My goodness, that movie. Have you seen the Spider-Verse, Grace? Yeah, I did. I really liked it. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Oscar nominations were announced last week. The Incredibles 2 and Ralph Breaks the Internet were both nominated for Best Animated Feature. Christopher Robin was nominated for Best Visual Effects. Really? Yes. Because Hmm. pretty much... All of Winnie the Pooh's appearance on in the movie, all the animal, all the uh, Hundred Acre Wood characters' appearances—it's all a visual effect. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Mary Poppins Returns was nominated for Best Original Score, Best Original Song for The Place Where Lost Things Go, Best Production Design, and Best Costume Design. I still haven't seen Mary Poppins Returns, and I'm not super eager to go see it, despite all the positive response to it. Yeah, I've been wanting to see it, but I've also, I haven't been to the movies in forever. Mm-hmm. So I think the only other time I went to the movies was to see Spider-Verse with Tori. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say it's a Disney property that I'm not too interested in. I, uh, well, I don't want to say too much. I have seen it. Yeah? Yep, I have. Did you like it? I feel like yeah. I shouldn't. Or is that too much? I feel like I shouldn't say anything. I mean, oh, it's okay. been out since Christmas. It's been out for a month. You're good. Yeah. I was not a huge Mary Poppins fan to begin with. Mm. I liked this version. I don't think it's something that I'm going to watch many more times. Okay. I also saw it when I was in uh, Estes Park, Colorado, at the oldest continuously open movie theater in America. Word. That's cool. Nice. History. Uh, Last Oscar nomination, Bao. Probably my... One of my new favorite mm. Pixar shorts was na- was nominated yeah. for Best Animated Short Film, and I hope Good. it wins. Yeah. Because what the fuck, that short. Damn, what? now I want it's dumplings, great. though. You better get it before you freeze. Yep. I'm going to freeze. <laughs> and uh, the most notable piece of news is that a live-action Hunchback of Notre Dame movie is in the works. Oh, yeah. It is going to be a musical. It is currently being developed by crud i can't remember the guy's name but uh josh gad is in talks to star as quasimodo hmm. and it will be based on both the animated film the the disney version and it will draw from the victor hugo novel which is kind of redundant i think it's going to take more from the book than the original animated film did i think that's what they mean okay so i have to read the book and alan Menken <laughs> and steven schwartz will be doing the music again nice what do you guys think about that? Josh Gad was uh, LeFou, wasn't he? Or is that someone else? No, he was. And I feel like when they announced this, that's the person I thought of. So it almost seems too on the nose. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it just because they're not going to pull everything from... I mean, I feel like that's what they've been doing, aside from like maybe Beauty and the Beast, um, that live action. But that with that one, they've just made like a backstory for her mom that... We didn't need. We didn't. We didn't want or need, but other people might have. Um, but why did they need it? <laughs> I don't know. 
mom issues who knows i don't even think they um, i don't even so, think they mentioned her mom in the original sorry we'll get into that later they did. We, <laughs> already, did we already got into it that's the thing <laughs> we did that but didn't they do the same thing with cinderella where they um took from like other things aside from the disney god i haven't seen the live action cinderella in a minute i don't think since it came out same oh okay so that's a really bad example then because i haven't seen it yeah then I really don't have a good example for it then. Um, I'm excited that they're going to pull stuff from Tarzan. That's my other example. I haven't seen that one either. But they, they also pulled stuff from the book, right? That one has nothing to do with Disney. Oh. Are you, are you talking about the animated one? No, I'm talking about the live action that they had not too long ago. The Legend yeah, of Tarzan? Yeah, The Legend not. of Tarzan. Yeah, that one had nothing okay. to do with so Disney. That's, that's just straight up, not Disney. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm excited to see what Disney does with it. I mean, they're probably going to PG the shit out of it because it's Disney. Yeah. But I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited to see what the music's like, for sure. Because uh, the soundtrack is already really good, so they better not mess it up. <laughs> I feel like with them getting the same pair to do the music, I think it'll be just like Beating the Beast. The music will be similar, yeah. but they'll make some tweaks here and there, and there'll probably be new songs. Mm-hmm. Like As long as they get people that can sing. They're probably not going to do Hellfire. I, I don't think they're going to do Hellfire. Aww. Oh, I think they have Man, to. They have to do Hellfire. They're probably going to water it down. They're probably, like they'll you probably, said, they're, they're probably, probably going to PG it, it up. Maybe, but... Like you said. Yeah, they'll probably try to make it more with the, I guess, with the times or something. I don't like, know. Try to be a little more. Cinderella a little was more a little pink. darker than the, than the animated movie. It was a little more twisted. That's fine, but Cinderella was super sweet, and there wasn't much to it, as we discussed. Half of Cinderella was, you know, mice play, so they had a lot of room to talk about anything else besides those mice. Yeah. That, and I don't know if Disney really wants to bring up a powerful priest white man. I think that's the point. Yeah, it is. It is. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking they might still bring that up, but maybe spin it in a different way. Maybe. Mm. I think it'd be really cool if they didn't because I want them to keep Hellfire for sure be worse I feel like yeah. that would be a worse commentary yeah so hopefully they keep it <laughs> about Josh Gad before they announced Josh Gad I think I, we were talking with uh, Tim about it another shout out to Tim Hi Tim. how they should do the makeup because I was thinking of uh, the first Hellboy hmm. do that mm-hmm. kind of prosthetic makeup for Quasimodo and I couldn't think of, you know, an actor that would be good in that. And now that they said Josh Gad, I can't think of anybody else. Yeah, but I'm like, me too. Mm, maybe not Josh Gad, but why not Josh Gad? Right. I think he'll do great. That and he can sing. So. Yeah. What do you, he was on Broadway. I can't remember in what show, though. Yeah, then I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to, I don't have to worry about him sounding like Siri mm-hmm. when he sings. Ouch. So. That's all. That's all I want. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other people for Quasimodo, though. Who'd you pick for Esmeralda? Um, what's your name? Zoe Zaldana. Mm, okay. Or who else? I can't think of any Romany actresses. Because the way the Hollywood landscape is now, if you don't cast someone who's a gypsy, people are gonna get upset. Uh, no, I don't think that's true. I think if you... Because that's exactly what happened with Aladdin. What do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> when they were shooting Aladdin, they were in the country. You know, they were in a Middle Eastern country, but they were mm-hmm. putting a lot of the extras in brownface when they had an entire country of people to use. Uh... So if they pull uh, some yeah. shit like that, you know... Gypsies are a nationality. 
Romani yeah. is the nationality. No. No, it's not. What? Romani is a type of gypsy. Like, it's a, it's like Judaism. That's a religion. But not in the religious sense, in a cultural sense. But there are gypsies all over the world. Huh. Okay. The only request I have is don't do like Les Mis and have it set in France, but have all these people with English accents. <laughs> it's going to bug the crap out of yeah. me. <laughs> They'll probably do that. That's what they did for Beauty and the Beast. <sighs> yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Also set in France. I can't think of an actress for Esmeralda right now, and I can't think of an actress for, or an actor for Phoebus or Frollo. I usually have one of those, you know, ready to go. Mm, Phoebus should be um, Owen Wilson. He has the look, but not the chin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, or the guy from The Notebook. Oh, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Fuck it. Get Chris Hemsworth. That's what I was thinking. For Phoebus. Oh, or... Because he, he has to be like the hunky Or one, get the other... Right? Any of Get any another of the Hemsworth. Hemsworth. <laughs> any of the Hemsworth. Give me a Hemsworth. <laughs> practically any of the Chris's, too, to be honest. No, nah, don't put Chris like, Pratt in this. Don't put Chris Pratt in not this. Not Pratt, but... Who do we need to make Frollo? Robert De Niro? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I was thinking Magneto. Originally. Yeah. Michael Fassbender? Yeah. He's got to be old, old, older, right? Yeah. Michael Fassbender's not even that old. Yeah. I'm fine with Michael Fassbender, except I need him to have a deeper voice. Oh, oh, wait, no. Yeah. Uh, you need him to sing Hellfire. Old Magneto. Anne McKellen? Nah. Yeah. Yeah. That's who I was saying. That's who I meant. That's I meant, meant original original yeah. Magneto as in as the old first Magneto. three. I think original yeah. Ma- I think Ian McKellen is too old. I don't think so. And I, I don't think, think he is. He's got a great <laughs> voice and was originally a stage actor. And honestly, the older the creepier. Sorry, Ian McKellen. I know that you're probably a really nice guy. Can Ian McKellen sing? Have we heard him sing? Yes. I can't remember. When did she he remembers. Kellen Oh, hey, he's uh, Cogsworth. Oh, yeah, you're right. He doesn't sing in that, though. That's uh, Lumiere that sings. He sings every once in a while, doesn't he? No. Or am I, I'm probably thinking of animated. No, in both movies, he's he's staunchly against singing. No, in Be Our Guest, in the animated version, in the end, he starts singing. No, he starts dancing. I swear to you, he starts singing. Let's see how shoddy my memory is going to be this episode. Heather, you just said you didn't watch the movie. I literally watched the movie five hours ago. <laughs> I'm telling you he sings. He doesn't. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> Wait, Grace, okay, so what are you looking up? Uh, right now I'm looking up Ian McKellen singing. Ah, gotcha. Um, but my computer needs to be replaced, so... If you want to, uh, we can do that later mm-hmm. and we can just get into the matchups. Okay. That can work. Yeah. Yeah. The matchups are dun 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 Inside Out mm. versus Wally and The Lion King versus Beauty and the Beast. Oof. Uh, uh. This one's actually tough for me. <laughs> In watching these earlier, it was really tough for me. Mm-hmm. I could choose each of these for different reasons, but we got to figure it out. Can I just vote instead? Yeah. <laughs> I you just want to get your voting out of the way. Vote, <laughs> vote in your head. Mm, that's not the same. Well, Grace, you're last, so you're you can just say your vote. Oh, there you go. go. Okay, yeah, okay. So you're good. Heather, you're up. <laughs> right. I'm up. Yeah. 
what are we even which magic are we talking about we're starting with inside out and wally okay cool because that was never established i was like wait so which one she said that um, whatever okay so man they're both such cute movies and one is a love story with adventure and the other one is a relationship between two different feelings and trying to work their feelings out so that they can help the feelings of Riley. <laughs> and that's that's how that's my summary. That's my like horrible summary of the two of these. Very good. I love how complicated Inside Out is. I love that it makes you think because it makes you get all introspective on how you treat people and how we all deal with different kinds of situations. I love that you learn that it's okay to be sad, that it's okay to feel other feelings than to be happy. I still, ugh, I, I don't like that Riley's mom is like, can you be our happy girl for us? I was like, that's literally the most unfair thing you can ask of like an 11 year old. It really is. Mm-hmm. It really like, is. I was like, I, I know that she's your only child, but like, come on, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Um, I caught that you actually start showing, they actually start showing signs of um, joy feeding off of the others, off of like the other emotions pretty early on. Um, but instead of it all being in one orb or whatever, it's separated into different ones. So you'll see sometimes there's like, there's um, like a panic and then, oh, um, example. So they, no, that's a, that's a kind of a bad example. <laughs> I was going to ask for any kind of example. Yeah, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um, so, the broccoli. She gets disgusted, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then anger shows up, and he's like, oh, I'll show you, you know. But because Riley was throwing a fit, that's when Dad decided to do airplane, and that's when she got happy again. So there were three different orbs, right? There's the disgust one, and the rage one, and then the joy one, mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah. Like that's that's kind of that's kind of where my brain was heading with that, and then later on, that's when they start realizing that sadness has kind of like been there the whole time, but instead of getting her own orb, because I'm pretty sure it's because Joy pushes her out of the way, mm-hmm. like that's when they have to like rewind them, and it's like, oh, she was sad because they lost, and because she was sad, her friends came over to try to cheer her up, and that's when she started feeling joy again. Mm-hmm. So later on, they showed that you know it's been happening all along, but in the beginning, they showed in like different in like different the different context. orbs. Yeah, yeah. I remember. So, I remember there are just a lot of times where there isn't a sadness orb. Exactly. Yeah, because there isn't one. Because she would always just like push her out of the way. Yeah. And I think, and I'm I'm pretty sure for them to get orbs, they have to be in, in control of the console and joy never lets sadness be in control of the console. Yeah. So therefore she doesn't get an orb. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and also think about memories, like all of these orbs represent memories and mm-hmm. in general, anger is a much more powerful emotion than sadness. Um, and right. it, like, it's easier for me to think of times where I've been really, really, really angry or really, really, really happy, but it's more difficult to pinpoint, like, this is a time when I was really sad, and this is what made me so sad. Right. And have it be totally separate from joy or anger. Yeah, and, and I think the lesson or whatever that they learn is, obviously, you need the sadness or whatever, but 
like out of sadness brings joy because out of sadness like you get the outside help you don't have to try to help yourself on those times when like you can't get yourself up or whatever then other people will come in and try to like lift you up literally in riley's <laughs> in riley's memory and um and then that's what brings joy is because like you remember that others love you and stuff like that you know what i mean yeah um so there was that it was the whole like the different ways of them showing that joy comes out of other things that i caught on to this past time uh there was a quote from sadness that says crying helps me slow down and assess the weight of our problems and I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, like... That's pretty much what... I think that's pretty much what crying is, yeah. Yeah, you know. And so an example of her doing that with Bing Bong. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I just lost my rocket. I was going to take her to the moon. And Sadness is like empathizing. And she's like, she's like, yeah, I bet y'all had a lot of really good adventures and stuff like that. And I'm just like, that is like the weight of the problems, you know? Because like he wanted to take her places and stuff like that. So I felt like that quote just like really carried through nicely through the like through the movie and stuff like that um but it was really subtle Mm -hmm. i feel like and it had to be subtle because it was sadness and joy kept being like and then there was oh riley's mom being really fucking unfair uh (laughs) i wanted to go back to bing bong for a second because i text i text heather about it i think when they first met sadness was having you know none of bing bong shit because sadness is like no joy we have to do this but since joy is so anti-sadness she decided to listen to bing bong which is you know a happier symbol of riley being happy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i mean sadness was right the entire time and i told heather about when they first meet bing bong bing bong says why are you guys not at headquarters and joy says yeah sadness why aren't we at headquarters and sadness gives (laughs) Sadness gives her this look like, bitch, don't start. <laughs> it's so funny. Just like, sadness throws some shade sometimes when you when you see it. It's subtle. Oh, yeah. You have to watch her facial expressions for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually another interaction uh, right after that talk, and he, like, feels better and starts walking away and stuff, and Joy's like, how did you do that? And Sadness is like, I don't know. He was sad, so I listened. Yeah, the end. Because that's what... Because that's the healthy way to do things mm-hmm. versus being versus trying to like give distractions and stuff like that. Like distract. Sometimes distractions are okay, but like most of the time, just let them be sad, and like just be there for them, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So she was showing like the healthy ver. Like there was an un- unhealthy version that we saw, and then we saw a healthy version, and I was like, yes, teaching kids. Yeah, it's like when someone you know is sad, but you don't know what to say. And you don't want to make things worse. So it's just, mm-hmm. you know, be there. Yeah. You, you don't really have to say anything. Most of the time, you don't really have to yeah. say anything. It's just, hey, I'm yeah. here, I understand. And the silent support most of the time is enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Find myself in that mode a lot of times. It's like, that, did, that, did. I'm just going to sit here quietly. <laughs> right. I'm here if you yeah. need me. Oh, and then one other positive thing, and then the thing that kind of confuses me. So, uh, Later, when she start, when Riley starts to go numb and everything starts graying out, mm-hmm. right, and then sadness gets a hold of the idea light bulb and like twists it out. Mm-hmm. So in that instance, she in that instance the console suddenly gains all of its color, right, and then they flash to like they flash to Riley on the bus, and there's a light outside that flashes on her face, and it kind of like gives color to the scene. So I was like. Nice use of color. I mm-hmm. love it. You know. This movie's hella was... colorful too. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching it after and watching like... Wally and I was like, holy shit. 
It's so colorful. Yeah. Whereas yeah. It's I lot. understand it's part of Wally's aesthetic and the story itself. But holy Cause shit, space. this thing is colorful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I just, I just, I liked the use of it definitely in that sense because it was showing that internally she started feeling a little better. She started feeling, and then externally it shows because it, it gave you a visual representation on the outside too, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then she, and then like that's when her face lights up too. Cool. And so the thing that confuses me about Inside Out, um, the feelings are they only allowed to feel the feelings that they are named after, or do they? Like, or are, like, are they supposed to, like, can they feel other feelings also? But, yeah. like, their name is just the feeling that is their dominant feeling. control, I think it's their I dominant guess. feeling. Because, yeah, because, like, their... sadness feels joy sometimes. Yeah. And they all feel sadness. joy at times. Mm-hmm. And then, right. I mean, the only, it's, it, you don't really see the others express sadness. You see anger expressing disgust at broccoli pizza you see disgust feeling fear when joy isn't at headquarters you feel you see fear uh, i mean fear doesn't really get angry but you see all of them get happy when you know what is it joy has a good idea they're like oh yeah that's that's good or when they Mm -hmm. notice when they were talking about um the idea that Riley has when she's decorating her room, they're all kind of excited right. about that. So it's mm-hmm. just, they have their... Yeah, they feed off of it for sure. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not really their only... Let's let's call their emotion is their personality. Is that Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Let's call it that. That's kind of... Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I was thinking it was because I was like, I mean, how else would they spin it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because like, cause Joy is straight up crying, frowning, you know, like mm-hmm. she's like ugly crying. And she's, she's disgusted by the sadness. The pit of whatever. Yeah. And she's disgusted by sadness. And so like, yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And then Wally. Really the only like really positive thing I had to say about it. I I love the movie, obviously. I love how like the color is, I guess, more subdued, but it makes sense because it's fucking space. Right. So it's more of like the depth of everything. I love how the animation looks and it holds up really well. Mm-hmm. Um, even on like HD YouTube movies, because also I don't own it, which is sad because I actually do want it. Um, the soundtrack is beautiful. Soundtrack for Inside Out is also beautiful, but like I can't really compare the compare two. the two of them because yeah. I don't have a favorite of the two because they're both just really nice to listen to, you know? And I think my favorite part of Wally is the fact that everything is very nonverbal. At least, mm-hmm. not everything, but, like, most things. Like, like the majority of the interactions are nonverbal. And, like, uh, you can watch it with subtitles, and it'll, like, give you the words that they're saying, quote-unquote. Oh, unquote. really? And like, there, and, like, there's one part where I think Wally says pathetic, but he, but he doesn't say it. You know, he's just like, Meh. you know. Uh-huh. But, like, but they said, but they actually typed out pathetic, and I was like, oh, that's what he meant to say. I mean, you don't even need yeah. the subtitles because of the inflections and stuff like that. So, really, like, you just have the subtitles on to catch yeah. the little things here and there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to but do I love that. The I haven't watched it with subtitles. You should. I, I definitely recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... I don't know. It's really nice because they catch the inflection of, they just catch inflection really, like really well. Wally, have you guys ever watched, you know, like an old Charlie Chaplin movie? Yeah. No, but I know who he is and what he's like famous for. I would suggest watching. Uh, I mean, they're sometimes they're hard to get it. They're hard to get through. But I would suggest right. watching a silent film like Metropolis is good. Um, City Lights is good. Uh, I can't remember the other one. The Kid. 
Yeah, the kid is good. I think Wally works. I, I tried to watch a little bit of it without the sound, and it works without sound. I mean, the sound design is a good is a big part of this. Mm-hmm. But right. if you just watch it, put the TV on mute, it still works. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, a lot of it is very nonverbal and it's very pantomimed. And I was thinking, you know, you're going to need to listen to the humans, but a lot of the stuff with the humans, it's pretty self-explanatory. Like if they cut, mm-hmm. let's say, uh, at the end of the scene, define dancing. When Mary and John are looking out the window and they see Wally, John's like, mm-hmm. hey, I know him. And he starts waving. All of that can be done without words because you even if you don't know or you see I mean you can notice you can recognize that John is from earlier and he starts waving at Wally it's like oh it's that guy from earlier he recognizes Wally all of this happens all of this can be done without sound or without dialogue and if you watch a silent film they're still saying things you just can't Mm -hmm. hear it because it's just Mm -hmm. all music over it and Define Dancing is such a great scene you just mm-hmm. need the music. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You don't need the captain saying, what is dancing? You don't need that exchange between Mary and John. And I think that's a good uh, testament to the storytelling of the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and uh, something that I was laughing at, uh, this is completely off topic. Wally stands for wall uh, waste allocation loader load and something else. And then the E is Earth class. I was thinking, and then the it, later on A is Axiom class. I was thinking mm-hmm. of like Wallow for things that are in the ocean, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. then walls for things that well, there's no such thing as sky pollution, but just what what other things you can make out of wall insert letter here? Well, they could do like air filters or something. Uh, so for like. Vapor pollution so, kind of thing. So Walvy. Yeah. Walv. Walv. <laughs> I found myself I find myself guilty of the thing that I harp on up about. People say that Up is a great movie, but they're really talking about the first first ten minutes, first ten first minutes, ten minutes of minutes. Up. Yeah. I found myself thinking about it like Wally is great until he gets to the axiom. No. And then Define Dancing. Um, it's a little bit. Not all of it. But like Define Dancing is a great no. scene too. But some like I find myself getting bored sometimes a little bit towards the end. Towards the end? When it gets crushed? Because it kind of shifts. He gets, he yeah. gets in the trash no, no, no. shoot. No, not and, the trash shoot. I'm talking about like the whole conflict him, with... And listen, they have to take the listen, plant. I'm talking about the conflict with Autopilot. It's kind of out of nowhere oh, and oh, it's okay. kind of terminator judgment day e when yeah like, i can see that well it's it's kind of clear 2001 a space odyssey, yeah it's odyssey. an homage to space yeah. odyssey but it's just like wow that was a sharp turn you know yeah i didn't think so and also i this is another one that functions well in acts like you've got the first 30 minutes where they're on earth that's mm-hmm. the first act then you've got they're exploring the ship and wally's meeting all of these different robots um, mm-hmm. And then we've the got kind of... still being my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got the subplot of who are the people, John and Mary. And so you've got the subplot of John and Mary, and that's kind of Act Two. And then you've got like their romance, and the captain's exploration is three, and autopilot, and then the resolution is four. 
Um, and uh, I just, I, I love Wally so much. I think it's so, I think when it came out, people enjoyed it and then somehow it became underrated. Like, I don't know. Probably because it started getting overplayed. Yeah, that's what happened with me. It started getting overplayed at schools. Wait, that's yeah. not what underrated means. No, it, I do mean underrated. Yeah. I think and people I'm... think it's overrated, but it's not. I think it's under underappreciated. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And that's that's what I was going with. I was thinking Yeah. Because they because they overplay it at schools, people start not enjoying it like yeah. like I did. Uh, did they really play Wally a lot at school? For me, yeah. It was either you Wally watched or Nemo. a lot more movies in school than I did. Because I'm thinking uh, Wally is a lot. Oh. Don't take this the wrong way. It's taking it the wrong way. It's not I as exciting it. as it's say. It's more cerebral. It's it's not as ex- it's more of an art film than say mm-hmm. The Incredibles or Toy Story or Nemo. Like you have to look at Wally. You can't like I can see how. 14, 15, 60 year old kids could get bored with Wally. Does that make sense? Right. Especially mm-hmm. because the first 30 minutes, there's no dialogue. Mm-hmm. And then there's right. not a lot of dialogue throughout the rest of the film. And the dialogue, air quotes dialogue, is either by humans, the captain, and then there's just robot gibberish. Yeah. So right. I can see I... how you. I, I'm surprised that they played this at your school, Heather, a lot because I can see how. You know, it could get mm-hmm. boring for kids who don't well, love it's popular. animation. And it was around the it, same time as Finding Nemo. No, it was well, five okay, years so later. Finding Nemo came out. Yeah, it was five years later. Nemo came out in '03, and then uh, Wally came years? out in yeah, yeah, Wally came and out then in Wally 08. came out in '08, and that was my freshman year because it was popular. That's why they played it. Anyway, sorry. I think that's that's probably one of the other reasons that I like this is it's so easy to multitask. Um, to, uh, I find myself looking at my phone or doing something else while I have a movie on at home or TV on at home. But Wally's not. That's all you. That's all you're doing. That's it's the one of the few movies that in the last twenty years that you need to pay attention to if you're not watching a foreign film. Right. And but on the other side of that, I think speaking of the music. And maybe it's because I'm so exposed to the music. Like, I know this album, like, the back of my hand. I, I've, I can tell you what's happening at each of the parts if right. I hear the music. Yeah. Like, it's that descriptive mm-hmm. and ingrained. Um, at the back of my hand might be a little um, bit of an exaggeration. But hmm. um, it, it's so, I think it personifies these robots so well. I don't I think it, it's just... It's cerebral. It's so different from everything else that's come out. And it, I, I, I think you're right about it being beautiful. The color palette, interestingly enough, I mean, it is muted in comparison to Inside Out. Well, and I didn't mean but, to say that it was muted. I was thinking it was it, it had more depth to it. Yeah. Because Inside Out is very in your face uh-huh. with all the color. And then uh, Wally. It has more depth to it because they have to accommodate for like space and then also the big ass ship. Yeah, and, you know, well, not the, even that. Not even that's... that. What I mean by muted is and landscapes. The colors when you're on Earth, the colors are muted because it has to set up the literal shithole that is planet Earth right now. The practically post-apocalyptic. Yeah, it it is it is post-apocalyptic, 
and then you get into space and the contrast is supposed to be that drastic inside right. out's color palette isn't meant to portray well, that's not that. even what i'm getting at and what i'm getting at is that in the axiom it's that extreme drastic shift where it mm-hmm. is actually really really vibrant i think that's a, like there are certainly parts of wally on the axiom that are just as vibrant vibrant as inside out i think that's helped by the sharp lack contrast. of color yeah i think that's helped by the sharp contrast mm-hmm. yeah. i think i i agree with you and i think it's it helps distinguish between the world Wally's used to. It helps us see Wally's, you know, um, point of view from the world yes. that he's used to and then the world he that he wild. goes to. Yeah, because he's... Yeah. It's it's like the first time uh, Judy gets to Zootopia. Yes. Wally has that kind of wonder in his eyes when he sees, you know, space and yeah. the axiom and what is all this, mm. you know, that I'm not used to. Who are all of you things? <laughs> Inside Out, I do like, and I, I think it's uh, a different, I like it a lot as a Disney movie because I think it's it's making us think in a different way. Um, it's making us think about Agreed. ideas that we're not used to talking about with kids. It's giving a different mm-hmm. dialogue. I yeah. don't have any kids in my life to discuss something like this with, but I could see it being a really interesting change of pace. Well, and I feel like it's even it's even really helpful for like interpersonal conversations and stuff like that, even with even with adults, because most adults don't know how to fucking like talk to each other mm-hmm. at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. Like especially when especially when someone's going through a hard time, like or or even reconcile their like different feelings. Like right, that it's okay to feel sad and joy at the same time, right? Um, or exactly. to be not completely fulfilled. Like that's that's mm-hmm. something to reconcile with. And on a yeah, less exactly. on a less emotional level, um, just kind of on a more conversational trying to meet someone. I was thinking when I was watching this, Riley has five core memories that basically make up her personality. And then number one, I was wondering what that that core memory that was sadness, what that was going to make, I like know, what kind right? of island that was going to make, and if you're conversationally when you meet someone it's like i know this is no no one would ever do this and i'm a nerd and i think about this stuff like what would your five islands be right and then that led me to another thing riley is described as a happy child Mm -hmm. what about someone who doesn't have five core memories that are made of joy like what if you let's say what what's a kid look like that has you know two of the three of the five memories are made of disgust or made of fear what about someone who just Mm -hmm. has core memories that are anger and sadness you know right it opens doors to infinite combinations of you know what someone is made of right Mm -hmm. and i was thinking if like if i was like you know a teacher or something it's like here here's a writing prompt write five things write five core memories that would make up you i feel like that'd be actually pretty good yeah i know it'd make me think versus like tell me about yourself uh what about me tell me about your core (laughs) memories (laughs) right it's kind of invasive but like what are your core memories like yeah (laughs) well it's and 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 you end that prompt with that that make up your personality Mm -hmm. you know and that's why it's not super creepy invasive it's more of just what do you like what do you perceive yourself as yeah and what are the examples that bring to this point like what are her islands she's got soccer island 
Hockey. Hockey. Oh, sorry. Hockey She's from Minnesota, Grace. They don't I... play soccer in Minnesota. It's too cold. Oh, Tyler played soccer, I think. It's too cold. <laughs> making that up. <laughs> I think. You want me to cut that? <laughs> it's fine. He listens to um, um, Family Island. Hockey. Yeah, hockey, family, friends, honesty. And goofball. Honesty. See, I can think about, like, aspects of my life that are character like okay drum corps would be an island um right and i think travel would be an island like that's made up some of my but and drum corps and travel could even be like in the same in the same thing like it could be travel and drum corps could be like an like an additional thing to it it could be an annex what else what would some of your just like friendly arguments (laughs) (laughs) friendly argument island yeah well because friendly argument was no friendly argument was an addition to friendship island oh (laughs) and anger was like i'm really glad we have that now (laughs) oh yeah because she ends up with more islands at the end yeah yeah well and they expanded it's not that there were more they expanded to like include other genres of yeah because she's 11 going on 12 and then puberty (laughs) And that came from the combination of sadness, happy. That that comes from the combination memories. Like there was a fear yeah. and happy memory. There was a disgust and sadness memory. And there was, you know, the combination mm-hmm. memories created more and bigger island. Right. Exactly. Because growth, growth as a human being. Really. And she's 12. What else? What could happen? That's exactly what they said at the beginning of the, like the movie starts with her saying, She's 11 now. What could happen? Elastic Girl exactly. says, we're superheroes. What could happen? And then Mr. Incredible gets sued by everybody. Sued! Yeah. Famous last words. <laughs> what could happen? Don't say them ever. <laughs> and as far as music goes, the beginning, like the theme of Inside Out, I think is super unique to the, mu- to the movie. There are, a lot of, there are a lot of points, like the sad moments is where the music is more most powerful. I think like the action scenes, not action as in, you know, explosions, but the dynamic scenes where they're on the move or there's a chase scene or they're running. That's when the music gets kind of generic and a little bit forgettable, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Right. I think Wally's music is more essential to the world because in the beginning and i love that again i think we spoke about this last time we brought up wally um the song uh, sunday clothes right it's a great listening to that song is you know first notes hit and you're out in space and he says out there and he's talking about you know the world outside of wherever mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then it zooms into the again the shithole that is post-apocalyptic earth Mm -hmm. and he's talking about all these nice things that they're going to go see and do while we're zooming around the trash and crap that's left in the world and Mm -hmm. i think that's a great juxtaposition of what wally wants as opposed to where wally is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then it goes from that into the music that sounds kind of alien because it's earth but it's not an earth that we can recognize because there's trash everywhere. And I right, think that's the, a good... Uh, yeah, I think that's like a good the, testament mm-hmm. to what the music does for this movie. Right. And that and that also plays into your silent film... Theory. Theory, yes. Connection, yeah, also. Yeah, because if it was uh, just that music, it would, <laughs> mm-hmm. it would help just as much. 
Right. And I'm sure, and, like, they did that on purpose, so, like, the fact that, you know, we're able to talk about it in such a positive, like, sense and stuff like that, and, like, compare it to silent films and stuff, like, they obviously did a really good job. Yeah. Um, And, like, with Inside Out, I don't think the music was supposed to play, like, as big of a part, but it's, I mean, it did its, like, it's kind of one of those things where, like, it did its job, but, like, Wally went the extra step because they were going for a certain feel. They're going for a certain atmosphere. And I think yeah. Inside Out is just supposed to make you feel feelings for these feelings. Oh, nailed it. Haha. <laughs> Inside Out is more, is, I, I feel like it's more just, like, introspective. You have to look within yourself. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and it's kind of just figuring out how to deal with said feelings and like how to cope with them in a healthy sense and stuff like that and like what riley was doing in the beginning was unhealthy and then like you know so like the music didn't play a big part in that specific kind of storytelling because they were trying to get a totally different point made this is gonna be the longest podcast ever yeah because it's <laughs> holy shit yeah you're right because as as much as i don't have to say about these movies there's a lot to say about these two there's movies so much to say about these yeah movies. i was thinking when i saw her introducing herself at school why did the emotions just let her keep rambling on? That's why she got sad. Like, the more she went on, the sadder she got. She's just like, just say you're from, hi, I'm Riley Anderson. I'm from Minnesota. I like hockey. And sit down. That's it. That's well, all you had to say. Ca- and the teacher kept asking that's her questions real. or something, like, you too. You don't have control over yeah. your emotions. I know. I know. And the teacher and kept, like, kept pushing her on. Nice things. Yeah. Yeah, teacher kept doing it, and Joy was like, keep remembering these happy things and say them out loud. And that's when Sadness was like, now you're sad. <laughs> so it's all Joy's fault. Because you don't have fault. them anymore. <laughs> Can it confirm, really all Joy's fault. Mm-hmm. Sadness is being sadness, but come on, Joy. Right. <laughs> these movies are great. They are. So which was better? <laughs> I think Grace expecting... should go first. I, no, I was the last one to talk. That means I get to go last. No, but you already have your mind made up, so you might as well go first. Yeah, you wanted to vote. Now we're at your name. I think it's interesting that we, like, we all thought Lion King and Beauty and the Beast was going to be the, I mean, it is. It is going to be very hard, but. Oh, I knew this one was going to be really hard, but that's I because I really think it was going to be. Um, okay, I vote Wally. Um, but I love that these are the two movies that like that this is how they're paired that these two movies are kicking one of the other out because Mm -hmm. I think they have a very similar effect and place in uh, the Pixar universe. Um, And they're also the epitome of Pixar's brand, like Pixar's mission, which is to create great films that are also approachable for kids and they're very thought-provoking yeah but like they're they're just they're just good films Mm -hmm. that are also animated and marketed towards kids but that Mm -hmm. but they're not necessarily kids movies and i think these these two movies in particular do such a great job of embodying that idea i I agree um but uh, i'm wally's gonna be my tried and true it's um it's it's my ride or die i love this movie this is the movie that made me want to do sound long 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 ago um and this is one of the movies that tori and i bonded on bonded on i think um 
when we were in college. Don't throw that in there to try to get him on your side. <laughs> <laughs> that's rude. Really, that would be Finding Nemo, but um, yeah, but that's hard. Actually, Finding Nemo wouldn't Where be the one you? to get me on your side. Or be Beauty and the Beast. I'm trying to think about the ones that we actively did Drunk Disney to. When I think it Wally. was this one, and I don't think we did Drunk Disney to Wally. I think it was this. No, and we didn't. Tarzan. The first time I did Drunk Disney, it was to Tangled, and then oh, I, I forgot Tarzan. we did Drunk Disney Tangled. Yeah. yeah. Is that the? Is that the Red Barn? You mean the mansion? Yes, the mansion. It was the mansion. Yeah. Yes, and that's when Pedro and I were drinking tattoo and root beer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Rum and root beer. Don't knock it. Diet root beer. <laughs> Ew. Diet root beer. Because it's more vanilla flavored. True that. Is it? Okay. I'll have to take your word for it. Heather, Either what's your diet... pick? Hang on. I have, to, I have to justify. Either Bark's Diet Root Beer, because it's got the bark, but it's also vanilla forward, or off-brand cheap root beer, because it's smoother. Yes to yeah. both of those. I haven't had a rum and root beer in a minute. We're overdue. My pick is going to be Inside Out because Bing Bong. Bing Bong, Bing Bong. And the very end when Riley asks if it's okay for her to not be the happy child that they want her to be. Those two moments, like, actually almost get me every single time. I do choke up just a little bit. But then I try to, like, make sure nothing leaks out. Because uh, I have to laugh at my family instead <laughs> to make me feel better. Because uh, that's how I cope with my feelings really unhealthily. But uh, movies typically don't make me feel things. Um, and you're dead the fact that... Huh? Because you're dead inside? I, yes. Um, and cold heart. Because frozen. Can, can confirm... Frozen. Can't confirm. Uh, I didn't even cry with Marley and me. I haven't seen that. It. Really, you're oh. a monster. <laughs> How a could monster. you not? Oh, I, I got a little sad, but then I realized that the rest of the theater was crying, and I was like, okay, never mind. Um. <laughs> I know, I know a movie that will make you cry. I'm trying to remember the name. It's oh shit. Keep talking. I'll remember it. Okay, cool. Um, but. Yeah, so the fact that it actually, it, like, moves me and my cold-ass heart um, to, like, almost tear up uh, literally every single time I've seen it. Like, it hasn't dulled or anything, which is great. I love that it carries through. And the storytelling the storytelling is great. Um, I love the message, you know, that it sends and stuff like that of try to deal with things healthily. And here are some examples, A, B, and C. I do want to say that I, that I've come to really appreciate Wally now that I'm not watching it all the time in high school. And I do, and I agree with Grace. I do love that these two movies in particular are so, I don't want to say different. I don't want to say unique, but they're, they've got like a mold of their own. You know, they don't, like, fit into just the norm that happens, like, nowadays, you know? So they've got, like, the fi- the silent film aspect of things. Um, they, like, brought that back. And then with Inside Out, they make you think, they make you, you know, think about how you treat other people and how you try to treat yourself. And, you know, like, the fact that they are able to portray that and... Uh, do it successfully with both of these movies is 
really amazing, especially since, again, they're for kids, technically. Uh, but really, like, even adults can get something out of them. So, yeah, I'm going to go inside out. Tori? <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> There's a character that does that. Who is it? Is it someone in Monsters, Inc.? Oh, no, it's Panic. Anyway. <laughs> it is Panic. It is Panic. Um, Thirsty. Thirsty. <laughs> I'm having a really hard time choosing both of these. I really love the thought, how thought-provoking Inside Out is. But I love the the art form that is Wally, because it. I think it would really work if you. It's like Logan. If you turn, if you make Logan black and white, it would be the same film, and it kind of, you know, it, it changes the atmosphere for the better. I think if you make Wally a silent film, just completely with the music, it would be great too. Mm-hmm. I looked up the numbers for these, like the the ratings for these. Mm-hmm. And these are the two highest rated uh, Pixar movies. Oh, we did it right. Even, Look at us. Even more than uh, Toy Story 3. I think more than Incredibles also. Um, yeah. So, since I can't choose, I'm going to go based on the numbers. With IMDb score of 8.4... Metacritic score of 95. My pick is Wally. And I when I woke up this morning, I I didn't know which one I was going to choose. Mm-hmm. And Heather, I did what you told I did what you uh, told me to do. Don't watch these back to back. And it didn't Did help. I say that? You said that way long time ago. Oh, I don't I don't remember that. I've slept since then. Yeah, it was like 2 <laughs> years ago, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. By the slimmest of margins, uh, my pick is Wally. Listen, in past episodes, I wasn't as high on Inside Out as I am right now. That's true. I was. You I was progressed. I was ready for Inside <laughs> Out to be gone. Uh, last A round. A while ago. Last yeah. round. What did it beat? I was annoyed, wasn't I? It beat Aladdin. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. why you were annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I was ready for it to be gone. So. Going on to the semifinals from the Donald region, we have Wally. Okay, so what are all the movies that Wally beat out? Wally has beat out Inside Out, Sleeping Beauty. Oh, wow. It, actually, Grace, I think we should save this for uh, the recap yeah. episode mm-hmm. we're going to do right before the finals. Okay. I agree. Okay, so our next matchup and our last matchup of the quarterfinals is The Lion King versus Beauty and the Beast. (sighs) So this is a lot of people's finals. Ask anyone about our Mm -hmm. podcast. These these are the two that they would have picked and for good reason. I had a couple people suggest Aladdin as like one of the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We've had that too. I still say Zootopia. 
Girl, when, when did that get kicked out? Fucking a while ago, right? Round <laughs> round two because it went against Lion King. I think we Lion only King. watched it twice. Oh, it was against Lion King. <laughs> you guys can't say that Zootopia isn't still an elite movie. It is. Border. I actually kind of but forgot we'll talk about, about it. That it's still really good. Zootopia is it, Zootopia yeah. is still better than Moana. Red. It's pretty much better than any movie. Of the Stop revival. trying to start wars. Let's just... I'm not. No, That's no. What next episode is for anyone. Yeah. Anyone will agree. Zootopia is better than any any uh, movie of the revival era. Period. Okay. Cool. Anyone will not agree, but we will talk about that later. Okay. Um. <laughs> Put a pen in it for a couple of weeks. Let me get started with. <laughs> let's go with the number one seed. Let's go with Lion King. Happy stuff out of the way. This is my favorite movie it looks great the music is great uh, and done i think that's it <laughs> no i this is the this Rude. is i i know this i know this score like the back of my hand um whoa that's new yeah that was a joke <laughs> i think fa- i found some problems that i have with the movie though oh and it stems with simba and I you know hate five minutes before we press record and got on, I was eating Chinese food and watching The Lion King. And I figured out the problem that I have with the movie. And it's Simba. Because he is such a malleable character. He is pretty much pushed around, for lack of a nicer word, he's manipulated by pretty much everyone. Mm-hmm. Whether he's in a ki- whether he's a kid, whether he's an adult, with the exception of Nala, everyone tells him what to do. His his father scolds him for good reason, obviously. Scar manipulates him into going to the elephant elephant graveyard, uh, staying on the rock so he can get run over by wildebeest. Um, running away, believing that he was the one who actually caused his father's death. Which, I was thinking about this and how much Simba actually sees of Scar throwing him off. And I think, I don't think Simba actually saw anything. He didn't. There was like a cliff in the way, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. When he gets to the Oasis, Timon and Pumbaa manipulate him into reinventing his entire lifestyle. Rafiki shows up. And he and Mufasa's ghost make him go back. And then when Simba does get back, he's confronted with all of his past. He kind of, he pretty much crumbles there too. The lionesses aren't immediately on his side because they're more shocked than anything. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he doesn't really boss up until Scar himself takes the weight off his shoulders and says, nah, you didn't kill Mufasa. That was me, fam. And even so, yeah. like Simba, Simba doesn't come to that realize, realization himself. So where does his strength for the whole thing come from? Okay, and I, so I don't really think that he gets any. Here's my argument against that. Because I can, I can see it and I can understand it. But I want to try and look at it from a different point of view. Think of instead... When Mufasa dies, Simba's like 
four or five years old in human years. Granted, he's a kid. He's a kid through that. So I'll give him a slight pass for being a kid. When he runs away and gets brainwashed, he's like seven or eight. Like, think about that's where his brain space is. Because this, these times are passing, but he's getting a lot older because cat years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by the time we see Rafiki, he's like 12 or 13. And he's like, get your head out of your ass, dude. Like, it's, it's fine. And then by the time he goes back to Pride Rock, he's like 16 or 17. Time out. Yeah. He's the same age. He's the same age. No, but like emotionally and also, no, because he's gone for a while. He grows up in that entire time. Talk about between the time Rafiki shows up and Simba leaves. That's like the same night. No, it's not. Yeah. No, uh, sorry. No, I'm thinking when uh, Nala shows up. Okay. Like the first time we see Nala, there's some time. That's also same day. Before him. going. That's definitely over at least more than one. When like Rafiki takes him to the see the water. That's the same night because he walks away from Na- him and Nala have yeah, their, the same, they have their the CW night. fight and he walks away and okay, he so goes he's like and, 16. Yeah. So, okay. That middle one is, is not quite right, but still he goes from being like five to 16 over the course of this movie. And you're not going to have the same memories of your five-year-old self and what happened when you were five and you're going to fill in those gaps, especially if it was something traumatic. That's fine. But... So I don't think it's a big deal that he... I don't I don't even think it's odd. You don't think it's odd that he doesn't have any agency, even as, you know, a carefree however old he is? He did, though. He did have agency, but he's also reacting to this elder who is very domineering and cunning. He's reacting to that and second-guessing himself. But he, Be, like, gets out of it. Being a reactive character when the story is about you is never a good thing. That's what they said about Black Panther. It's the point of view is of him. Our point of view is of him. That's what I got. My my. That's my thing against Lion King. I think Simba's a weak character. If Rafiki had taken him on some kind of mystical... Like, just have him see that it's not his fault... It would have, and that where that's where he could have gotten his strength to go and confront Scar. That would have been awesome. What if Scar hadn't told him he didn't kill Mufasa? Simba would he Simba would have fallen off that thing. Simba's strength comes from Scar, and I think that's not great for your protagonist. Yeah, because really the only thing that he gets reminded of is remember who you are, which between the age of five and eight, like who the fuck are you? <laughs> You know, like, you're Mufasa's son, sure. But, I mean, aside from that, like, you, like at that age, you don't really know exactly, like, who... Like, you you can't self-identify, really. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, your personality is still but growing, we, in a sense. We do know some things, though. Like, we know that he was He was playful and he was cocky. Yeah, he was mischievous. And daring. Um, and, and he wants to be like his dad. He wants to be like his dad. We need an inside out for Simba. What are Simba's core memories? <laughs> <laughs> what oh, are your see? islands? And his that's his sixth that's his sadness core memory right there. His father dying, that's core memory number six for Simba. It comes well, full circle. At that age it'd be core memory number like three. 
<laughs> but Truth. I digress. Killing his uncle is probably like six. I yeah, think I think Simba like is. I'm gonna call Simba <laughs> eighteen because he's. I mean, oh, he's like when be, this happens. Yeah. Let's, oh, I think when younger, he goes I think back, and... I think he's younger than that. How old is Simba? <laughs> Can we get an age line? <laughs> Somebody, somebody figure it out. Yeah. In my head, it was, he was six when the tragedy happened. Six or seven when the tragedy happened. And then in the montage, you see him being six, er, between the ages of six and se- six and eight. And then you see teenagers. So like between 12 and 14, you know, when he has that like weird mane and probably pimples. And then, and then like fully grown, quote unquote, would be like 16, 18. Lions don't get pimples. Come on sure they do they have much better diets than we do (laughs) they do get everything fresh so i mean it makes sense very whole 30 Mm -hmm. they're not vegans what are what are the people what are people called that only eat fresh foods i don't know raw like a raw diet let's call it that okay so from what i found on fan pop Says Simba has a full-grown mane at the end of the movie, so he might be four and a half, which translates to twenty-four in human years. Shit, and he's still acting like a kid. Well, he also only had Timon and Pumbaa. He had beatnik parents. So that's that's environmental. I was trying to see if there's a parallel between Hamlet's age and Simba's age, and there's not. Hamlet's thirty at the end on the flip side i think what i'm saying is purely characters this time bell is a a great role model she's not a complicated character though she's not complex at all yeah no not really she doesn't she doesn't grow that's not even just the downfall of her that's like every character no i'm not saying it is a bad thing this isn't this isn't a bad thing i'm not i'm not Speaking in the negative, I'm just saying neutrally. She's a great role model, but she's not compl- she's not complicated or complex. The beast is the one with the growth because Belle is very constant throughout the movie, and I have some notes. During the song Belle, everyone mentions looks, how, you know, she's the most beautiful girl in the uh in the village. She's weird cuz she reads books. Gaston notices obviously that she's the best looking in town just like him so she's the best one for him yeah but bell only mentions looks i i only caught once and it's right after that song where she's back at home and her father says what about gaston he's handsome and she's like yeah he's handsome but he's also this and this and this she's not gonna deny yeah he looks good but here are all the the cons to that one pro Mm-hmm. Right, and but here's what actually makes him the ugliest person. Yeah, it's a it's a constant in the town, and I have to call out mm-hmm. this contradiction. It's it's not right for Belle to read, but it's okay for all the guys to break out in in song, song? and harmony and verse. You got to you got to pick a side on that one. Like they that happened twice. Maybe they don't know that they're singing. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it looks like? <laughs> they just think that they just think that they're just talking, but really, well, like think about all is that the locker musicals. room talk. <laughs> think about musicals in general. This is getting a little out there. Think about musicals in general. Like people don't normally break out into song, right? 
about their lives. Well, I do occasionally, but... But we also grew up on musicals and Disney, so... True. Yeah. Stuff that I wrote down about Belle. Uh, she brings back books on time because she uh, she goes to the bookshop and he says there's nothing new since yesterday. And I think he just lets her take stuff so she has good credit there. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's such a random observation. Yeah, yeah. Tori's run out of things to talk about, guys. I have a bunch of, I have a bunch of other things. Um, he has his notebook out. I do. He's flipping pages. <laughs> no, it's just one, one page front and back. Uh, Belle wanted intellectual beauty. And I think the Beast became interested in her. Because she never remarks on the Beast's looks. She noticed that he's a dick, basically. And he's kind of, he's rude and, you know, he's basically Gaston, but more violent. And what was the thing that I wrote down? Oh, she never, I don't think she ever thinks that he's ugly. Because she she never remarks on it. And when she's getting her father out of the dungeon, she asks him to come into the light. I think that gasp isn't, you know, look at the, look at this hideous thing. I mean, the beast has fucking horns. Wouldn't you be afraid if, you know, something comes out of the light yeah. and it's like, oh, what have I done? He has horns and a tail. And are those tusks? I mm. And the beast is better. He's, he's not Gaston, but he's better because he's justified completely in throwing Maurice in the dungeon because mm. it's, it's his castle. People in the real world have gotten shot over less. The beast... Find someone chilling in front of him in the fire in his chair. He didn't kill him. He just threw him in the dungeon. No, Mm -hmm. you know, out of sight, out of mind. And then someone who's legitimately hot comes in and tries to free her father. You see the beast soften Mm -hmm. noticeably. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, he doesn't treat her. He doesn't really treat her bad. He gives her a room He's just very kind of no, forceful doesn't. about it. He gives her a room. He didn't leave her in the tower. Lumiere gives her the room and then he just deals with it. Granted, it's on his suggestion. It's on Lumiere's suggestion. And then he, you know, forceful, forcibly invites her to dinner. But I think, you know, the Beast is... He, he, and then she says no. Yeah. The Beast <laughs> goes from being that guy to the guy who learns to read, gives her the library... Have a snowball fight? Snowball fight. All that stuff. The beast the beast is the one with the development. He definitely develops the most and she starts seeing the better parts of him once he starts realizing that he should show that more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because they've always been there, but he's just been gruff because he's been scorned. You know? Yeah. And I mean so it's like a lion with a thing in its paw, you know. It's mad, and then you take it out and it's like, oh, okay. Now I'm good. Yeah, because he's he. Last time he let someone in, he got cursed. Right. Oh, and the other thing that I noticed when she says "I'm free" after Beauty and the Beast, there's a little bit of catch in his voice. Like you know, like yeah. when you're when you're speaking, when you're you know emotional, or you're about to cry. Mm-hmm. He had that catch in his voice, and this is the first time that I heard that. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's it, it speaks a lot to like he was character. Yes, it, no, it, yeah, and it speaks a lot to his mindset. I bet he's like, great, the, you know, first date, this is going great. 
I should do this for her. Even though it hurts so much, I'm going to do this for her. And that's what mm-hmm. that, I think that's what that catch was. And he's super fit, I noticed. Oh, yeah. Because, like... <laughs> the hell else are you supposed to do? It's like prison, dude. <laughs> like, what else is there to do but work out? Like... And he became like a to- he became he became not human. So he's like, what are the extent of my powers? <laughs> I mean, he probably had to he probably had to you know kill a lot of things every now and then. But yeah, I noticed when it wasn't when he was fighting Gaston, it was when he was fighting the wolves. It might have been right before Beauty and the Beast when they were washing him. Oh. I can't remember. I think it, it might have been when he was fighting Gaston because he rears up and you he has like, you know, he has a core and mm-hmm. like there's nothing else. He kind of has a humpback, but I mean, that could be the buffalo in him because if you listen to the uh, the commentary, they explain like everything that went all the animals that are in the construction of the beast and like he has mm-hmm. a buffalo's back. Yeah. But like if they're wasn't an arrow lodged in his back he probably could have just like ripped Gaston in half and been done with it oh yeah no I'm sure also he's not the monster Gaston is so he's holding back well yeah that's all right that's all I got (laughs) you guys react dispute (laughs) I don't know I just I I have nothing profound to say about these two like I feel like I've I've given all the things I have to say, you know? I I love both of these dearly. And Beauty and the Beast has been the movie that my mom and I have watched when we're sick. And Lion King um, is kind of, is one of those movies that I've watched over and over again. Although it was because I was watching, I was babysitting Max. Um, but Shout out? <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I think I was 15, 14. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I feel like Lion King is more memorable to me, and I don't know that it's because I've seen it more. I think it has better songs, it has a more cohesive story, it has a broader development arc. You cover, cover more time and uh, there's more growth. You do see this transformation in Beauty and the Beast of the Beast um, and then a lack of transformation in the townspeople. Uh, but I like the songs more. I like the villain more. He's a true villain. Like, Scar is a true villain. And Gaston is a Gaston's the every He's the with, everyday villain. Yeah, he's, there's nothing special. Speaking of, y'all need to play the game Villainous. Villainous? Oh, I've yes, played it. I've, yeah, you have? Okay. It's, it's in like a dark out. green box. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've played it. I, uh, I, it's great. They're coming out with an expansion. Thank you, God. Yeah. Hmm. The uh, villains they chose make me sad. Yeah. Well, hmm. a couple of the villains. So we're getting... Who are the new ones we're getting? Uh, we're getting the guy from Princess and the Frog. Okay, great. Mm. I suggested um, him. I'm trying to think of the other two. There's one that I was really excited about, and the other one I was like, eh. Mother Gothel? No, mm. not Mother Gothel. Oh, maybe. Uh, maybe. I think that I thought that would be the one that you would be in. Oh, about. it's purple. 
Of the expansion? Yes. Duh. Because green. Everything lime green. Mm-hmm. The box is green. The, the uh, first box yeah. is green. It's the queen from... Snow White? Yeah, that one. Oh, the okay. evil queen. And then... Who's this one? I don't know. All I see is... Hades! There. Oh, it's Hades. It's Hades. <laughs> okay. That one makes sense. Okay. Yeah. The other ones I was I was raving about, or sorry, ranting about, was you should put uh, Sean Yu and Cruella Deville in it. Not Sean Yu. The tagline is "Wicked to the Core," and it's got uh, the queen, the queen's shadow holding an apple. Nice. I played it with uh, previous guests, Gina and Curtis. Mm-hmm. I played as Jafar, who is probably the hardest person to play as. Jafar's hard, yeah. Um, I've played, I've played a few times. I've only played a few times. I own it. It's good. Cool. Um, anyway, villains. So, uh, Lion King. Lion King is my pick. <laughs> just, just cutting straight to it, huh? Just, it's, that's, hey, that's so what? Uh, it, it's just <laughs> Lion King is my pick. Heather, I love you both. To... Lion King is my pick. Heather, what do you have to say about all this? <laughs> um, it's hard because. For me, my for me, my finals was Lion King and Hunchback. <laughs> so it's been hard for me to pick between these two. Honestly, they both got really good arcs. I like the character development more in Beauty and the Beast than I think I do Lion King because in Beauty and the Beast it's more gradual and it's more of like storytelling, um, and in Lion King it's it, there's like a tragic there's a tragic moment right and then it's a pretty long time of him really not giving a shit because he's like i'm gonna forget about it i'm gonna start anew at the age at the ripe age of five and <laughs> and then Probably it's like a, a switch half. well five and five to eight in adult in human um and then it's and then it's like a switch later on with rafiki right because he's like Hey, but here's your dad in the clouds, and the whole remember who you are, and it's like, remember but who am I? Who you? Every time. But who is he? You know, aside mm-hmm. from mischievous, childish because he was a child. You know, so that makes sense. Arrogant. He had confidence. What else? I don't know. It. But it's also hard. It's hard because he was a kid. You know yeah. what I mean? So like mm-hmm. that's that's why it's so hard. Because it's like remember who you are. I'm Mufasa's son. That's that it. is the only like that's the only thing the standout like strong thing to grab onto that he could have gotten the strength from. I or guess. is he remembering that he's the king? Who knows? Mm. He he might be he mm. might be remembering that he's a king too. It, yeah, it's he's probably remembering both. that he's Mufasa's son. That he's he's royalty. Yeah, and he has a duty. <laughs> duty. I was listening to Lion King half on my laptop earlier, and with the headphones that I have on now. Mufasa's voice is is paramount to this movie. I think James Earl Jones' performance is. Mm-hmm. I I think Mufasa is my favorite Disney character in the short oh. screen time that he has. I think I think I can say that with, you know, Some enough certainty. certainty. <laughs> but James Earl Jones's performance is just so paramount to that, and, um. I'm not a fan of Matthew Broderick. He's he's too soft. Like there's no edge to his voice as an adult. And it makes me wonder what the 2019 Lion King 
sorry, The Lion King that comes out in June mm-hmm. is going to sound like because Donald Glover is kind of the same way. He's. I think he can be aggressive when he needs to be, though. Yeah, but more often than not, from what I've seen, he's very smooth. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely that. And I'm also thinking, what are they going to do with Beyonce? Because adult Nala she's very powerful (laughs) no not not even talking about that like they're going to have they're probably going to have to rewrite a lot of it if they want you know Beyonce to be a important part a big part of it because adult Nala's in she has pretty much one scene well and she might not be an important part of it Mm -hmm. she's just a feature but yeah yeah I feel like it would be a as someone who's not a huge Beyonce fan I think it might be a waste of Beyonce. I don't think so, because she's not a voice actress. True. She's a singer. She's not that much of an actress either. She's a decent actress. I mean... We can get into this later. Okay. These movies are hard, because they're very classic. They're the fan favorites. They've got the soundtracks. They've got the gorgeous colors and these are two iconic movies you know yeah like these like when you think of disney top five for most people that will just like pop into their head lion king and beauty and the beast are two of them are two of them in there um and so it's really hard to compare these two for sure can i throw out some trivia uh that i've been holding on to yeah yeah well, this one isn't really trivia. I was trying to figure out where in the movie where Beauty and the Beast and the Enchanted Christmas would fit in. Right. I think it's it ends before their date because she leaves from their date to go find Maurice. Mm-hmm. That it has to be somewhere before that, and I think it's mm-hmm. basic. I think it's starts after he gives her the library. So it's library, Enchanted Christmas with something there somewhere sprinkled in there yep and then she goes and then they have their date and she goes to find maurice Mm -hmm. the actual bit of trivia is did you know that the lion king is the only franchise that has an egot Hmm. that's pretty cool it has an emmy because of timon and pumbaa the tv show (laughs) it has timon and pumbaa won three emmys it has an oscar sorry no it has a grammy because of the soundtrack uh, and Can You Feel the Love Tonight. It has an Oscar because of Can You Feel the Love Tonight. And it has a Tony because of winning Best Musical in 95, 96? Nice. Interesting. Mid-90s. Yep. Very cool. Tori, are you making a decision? I am. Okay, because I'm still very up in the air. So. <laughs> so either make it a not tiebreaker or make it a tiebreaker. <laughs> No pressure. Three animated films have been nominated for Best Picture. And I think Beauty and the Beast is the only one that deserves to be there. What? What are the other ones that have been nominated for Best Picture? Up and Toy Story 3. Up was nominated for Best Picture? Yes. That's a little horseshit. (laughs) Despite it being my favorite movie... I'm picking Beauty and the Beast because it's a damn near perfect movie. Man. No pressure, Heather. Yeah, no kidding. Shit. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I guess for me, it really comes down to like storytelling and characters because it's the soundtrack that, you know, 
the sen- like, <laughs> like it's so hard because everything's so iconic. I guess, yeah. Fuck me. Uh, when has Elton John? When has Alan Menken? Uh, yeah, when neither has... of those. Neither of those mean anything to me. <sighs> it's just if I like it or not. Uh, which for me, they're both. One has be prepared. They're both overrated, but <laughs> that's right. I um, think I I'm think still Kevin not on... put both of these in her round two. I'm still not on your side for saying that, but yeah. Hey, I said this time. I said both of them. Okay. <laughs> um, but I'm off the island. I'm on my own little island, like way over here, starving because I don't have any trees or shade or anything. <laughs> so I threw all my shade at y'all. Um... <laughs> Yay. I made her laugh. Okay, cool. So, uh, I choose Beauty and the Beast. No! <laughs> That's not how this works. That's not how this works. That's actually, there's so much red on my screen right now. Is it my face? Because I know my face is red. Um, so, <laughs> I yeah. Even... I know Grace is going to hate me for a while. Um, but, yeah. Both of I think you. I it's gonna... okay. It's, it's... Throw shade, then vote. Yeah. <laughs> no, I made you laugh, and then I voted. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's storyline and characters i really really enjoy the character development of the beast in particular and how um bell also becomes more accepting of his um softer personality and stuff like that too because a lot of people will say that it's really unhealthy and it's actually stockholm right I'm pretty sure Stockholm mm-hmm. Syndrome yes. or something like that. Yeah. Yes. Um, but she really, really did not like him for a while. And then he, like, saved her, you know, kind of thing. So, like, that's kind of the reason why she started kind of giving him a chance and stuff. So it's um, Hero Syndrome. I don't think it's necessarily Hero Syndrome. It's the fact that he yelled at her to go and to leave. And then he was like, wait, shit, actually, it's dangerous. Let me uh, go help you out. Because that's, that's what happened. He didn't mean get out as in leave the castle. He said, he meant get out of my room. But he didn't say get out of my room. He said, leave, go. And so she's like, all right, I'll leave. I'll go. Bye. But he He's... said get out. He didn't say leave. Okay, fine. Sorry. <laughs> get out. <laughs> get out. But not, but not of my room. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to drag this out anymore. Um, yeah. Beating the Beast. I like its story arc, story arc better. I think it's more fluid. And it's probably because it happens on a longer amount of time or something. All right. That really awkward creaking um, was really perfect. Your shame. Now. That was my chair. That's right. I know. It's your chair. <laughs> so, our final four has been set. Yeah, what are they? <laughs> for the semifinals... We have The Incredibles versus Finding Nemo and Beauty and the Beast versus Wally. What even? Look what we did. What did we wow. do? <laughs> we had the finals in a in the wrong round. We did. Rounds. We did. That's really what happened. Oh no. We did. That's what happened. Oh no. Also, what's with all these Pixar I feel movies? Done. Hey, I Pixar's feel doing done. Great, no. <laughs> what's what's with all these Pixar movies, guys? <laughs> hey, they're real good, so. Yeah. 
Makes sense. <laughs> so much bias, though. Oh my gosh, I'm going back to look at our rankings now because I'm just like, what's the, what's the highest one that I rated? Yeah, I think it's Finding Nemo. It might be no. Wally. Oh, out of those four? I think it's Wally. Yeah, who knows? So here's gonna... what, here, oh, wait, here's what's really interesting. Hmm. Okay, we've got one, two, three. Um, of the top four, Tori had three, five, six, and 25 <laughs> as his ratings. I had two, three, eight, and nine. Heather had one, two, three, four. <laughs> really? That's really funny. Yeah. Which ones? Like it. Oh, you had one for Incredibles, two for Beauty and the Beast, three for Wally, and four for Finding Nemo. Hmm. And those lower ones is because they fucking showed them so much. So that makes sense. Yeah. I'm gonna call an audible because Grace has done. Uh, all four of these movies were drunk Disney. So for the past week and a half, I've been playing Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. And I was about to say, you've been doing drinking Disney without us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For those of us, I don't know how many of our listeners are fans of the Kingdom Hearts series, but for those of them who don't know what it is, Kingdom Hearts is a collaboration between Square Enix, which is the company that made Final Fantasy, and Disney, Mm -hmm. which made... I don't know, some kids' movies? I don't know what Disney does. Right. <laughs> they have their characters. It, the main character basically goes to Disney World. And this is the, what, eighth, ninth game in the series? And it's called Kingdom Hearts 3. Go figure. Mm-hmm. So for Drunk Disney, I thought I would do uh, something for Kingdom Hearts. There you go. I would say take a drink every time they say the word heart. Key or Sora, Sora, Donald, or Doofy, who are the main characters. Those are the three, yes, those are the three rules. Okay, cool. Heart, key, any of the main character names, yes. (laughs) Goodness, if you if you go on YouTube, you can watch a movie of all of the cutscenes strung together. Oh my, anytime, and use those as your rules. Oh gosh. <laughs> cool beans. Ugh. This is gonna take forever Ugh. to export. I'm sorry, Grace. It's fine. Ugh. Um so I really uh, hope you survive Snowpocalypse. Yeah, don't die, please. Please. We got <laughs> Maybe we got... I'll watch Lion King and mourn its death. <laughs> <laughs> Just dress it all black. Get some get some rum and root beer. <laughs> but before you freeze, go out on the curb and pour one out for Lion King. There you go. <laughs> Or after it's frozen, so then I can throw it into the thing and it'll have coke snow. Yes, that'll be great. Wait, you have to boil it first, which it's I don't not know that if it cold. would work. No, it's not that cold here. Oh, okay. It's not Chicago cold. Oh, gotcha. It's only the 20s and 30s. <laughs> you can find us on social media, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disneyverses, and on Twitter at DisneyVS. You can find us on iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Let us know what you think. If you leave us a five-star review and a comment, we'll read your comment during the next show. And you can also find us on Google Play Music, where you can give us... 0.8 Lion Kings. Out of 0.5. Nope, out of one, because it lost. (laughs)
No. Oh. You're not worthy of your love. Grace, that's four stars out of five. That's not what we need right now. <laughs> you deserve it. I don't think you're I don't think you understand what we're going for here. Keep the conversation going on Facebook. Tell us what you think of our final four. Did we get this one right? Should Lion King nope. rise from the ashes like Mufasa didn't? Ooh, man. Salt oh. in the wound. Uh, that was rude. What if we did? What if we did like RuPaul's Drag Race and we bought, brought someone back? It Ooh, would like be Zootopia. Stars? Yes. We could do all stars. Or we could do another Sounds loser's great. bracket. Because we did do a loser's bracket a while back. We could do but a loser's of, bracket. Yeah. But instead of like all of the losers, it should only Just be like the top the fan favorites or something. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Or like Real World Road Rules Challenge. Bring back the favorites and let them uh, sorry I, i'm gonna we're all literally part. saying we the same thing but just like but saying it in different ways yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. mine was clearly the worst it's fine uh, we got the semifinals coming up and then the finals eventually we're gonna make you guys wait for it mm. but until then Thank you for listening, as always, and we will see you guys next episode. Bye! Bye!